Hola, buenos dias, buenas tardes, or buenas noches, wherever you are, welcome to From the Ground Up. I'm Carmen Milagro, and like most of my guests, I wear multiple hats. I'm a master certified wellness and CBD coach, as well as a certified CBD consultant, author, speaker, and founder at Davina Inc. My most recent role is director of talent acquisition for Expand ITV, the coaching channel. What does that mean? That means I have the honor to scout for, help curate, and help approve the onboarding of some of the most incredible coaches. And we help them reach thousands of people at a time by producing their own coaching series for TV. I'm also the creator of Soothe BioRF, a bioresonance frequency enhanced hemp CBD massage and muscle serum designed to help people feel better using plant medicine and vibrational frequency. And as the co-founder of an ed tech company called CBD University based in Mexico, we recently launched my global truths about hemp CBD, an online educational course in all of the Latin American countries, plus Canada, Europe, Australia, and of course the USA with the help of over 70 ambassadors. I'm the health and wellness director for Northern California Bay Area HLX Plus, a national nonprofit designed to foster change and elevate our community. I'm also the lead singer for my band, Blue Moon Gypsies, and a host. And because of all of this, I consider myself an entrepreneurist, and I host this show because many people like me started dreaming, planning, and you know the hope of building a company step-by-step, brick-by-brick from the ground up. But how do you do it? especially if you've got multiple companies. How do you navigate the challenges that life throws you? How do you avoid making mistakes along the way? And how do you stay inspired and motivated every single day? Some of my guests are founders or coaches, they're producers or engineers, they're educators, journalists, authors, singers, tech gurus, investors, even an occasional celebrity or two. And as you saw in a previous webisode, I've been able to bring you a former deputy assistant to the president of the United States. And I'm always thrilled when some of the most successful people join our conversations because my guests come from various backgrounds, as you heard, and they want to pay it forward. And that's what this show is all about, positivity. So we have the opportunity and the honor here on From the Ground Up to hear their stories, get to know them on a more personal level and learn from them and be inspired in a way that's a bit more informal, a little more casual, a little bit more real. And our guest today is the founder and president of Estiempo LLC, as well as the founder of Silicon Valley Latino Leadership Summit. Frank is also the co-author of Building the Latino Future Success Stories for the Next Generation, a book that offers insight and advice for Latinos who want to succeed in any industry. Formerly a part of the Ken Blanchard Network of keynote speakers and a former member of the Silicon Valley Coaching Federation, Frank Carvajal provides small business owners, CEOs, executives, managers, and directors with the framework and tools necessary to achieve their personal best. And he sits on the advocacy committee for Silicon Valley Education Foundation. He lives with his wife and three daughters in Santa Clara, California. Welcome, Frank. Good morning. Welcome. 
Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. And uh, wow, that's great uh, introduction of what you do. Uh, Entrepreneur artist. Entrepreneur artist. Yep. That's great. I know. And you have beautiful art in the background there. And uh, and it's uh, like you had mentioned, good evening to folks uh, in Europe or uh, good afternoon to folks on the East Coast or in Mexico or in South America. It's uh, it's an honor to be here. And I'm really uh, excited about this this conversation. Thank you. Me too. And we, it took some doing, but yes. we made it happen. <laughs> That's right. So, Just like my uh, dragon in the background, we make right. things happen. Right. And it's so wonderful to see you because a lot of times I see you at events, but we're always so busy that we don't get to spend this kind of time. So I'm really excited that we're, you know, we're actually recording this conversation because this is one of the conversations I would love to have with you. And we just get to share it with everyone. So in the interest of time, because we're all, our schedules are jam packed. We're just going to dive right in, Frank. Sure. Okay. So Frank, from where I sit and everything that I've been able to, you know, just, I follow what you do on LinkedIn and, and the conversations that you have, you know, the presentations that you do, the work that you do. For me, it seems like Es Tiempo isn't just an LLC. It seems to me like it's a philosophy, a way of life, a movement even. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So can you share with us, for those people that don't know, what is, what is it? What is, what is Es Tiempo? Yeah. What's the vision and what's the purpose? Definitely that I, I love the question because you know we have graduation at San Jose State coming up uh, this upcoming weekend uh, on Memorial Weekend, and I graduated from San Jose State in '94. And you know, two of uh, two of my heroes that would drive me literally to uh, my classes of, of thinking of them viscerally was uh, the late Cesar Chavez and uh, Malcolm X. Right. And Cesar Chavez, he passed in '93 when I was. Uh, about a semester away from graduating from San Jose State. So I, I really pushed on and I just remember how uh, I would drive this little Geo Metro, you know, those little cars. <laughs> I remember. And I, I was a commuter and um, and that sticker alone, it was a Uvas No, no grapes sticker. Mm-hmm. I, um, I Coincidentally today, I, I do enjoy wine, but I, I didn't enjoy wine during that era. Right. And, and you know, I was... Uh, an advocate and, and an activist within me during that time, because I really felt like people like Cesar Chavez and Malcolm X had this narrative for our communities of color. And so for me personally, it was in early 2000s when I w- became a first generation professional after graduating from undergrad and a master's program and working for uh, the County of Santa Clara. I always had, uh, Carmen, this um, dream uh, to reach for my dreams to write a book. And the book uh, that I would write would be to showcase and profile uh, successful Hispanics, Latinos, Latinx, as we know of today. And I remember the conversation I had with my dad, my papa, and this is de Mexico, mis padres eran de Mexico. But I had this conversation with my dad, and I said, you know, I, I would. Uh, definitely like to write a book. And he says, well, uh, well, mijo es tiempo. It's time. And oh. so, yeah. So, you know, my parents, our parents, our grandparents, our padrinos, madrinas have the wisdom 
that is within us and is within our DNA. And so for that reason, uh, I was driven to uh, talk to a friend of mine, a colleague, and said, you know, I want to start a business while I was working. Uh, he's like, what, what do you have in mind? I said, I have two names. I have Estiempo and Isalu. Because, you know, the e-commerce back then right. was popular, uh, the beginning of it. Sure. And he's like, he's like, well, tell me about Estiempo. And I told him the story about my dad. He's like, go with Estiempo. So Estiempo started as a um, sole proprietor. And then when my book was uh, published in 2008, I created the LLC. But as you mentioned in the question, it's more than just, uh, you know, an LLC name. It really is a movement in terms of galvanizing our community, bringing us together. I love this. I love the history behind it. And yeah, yeah. now it it just really, I, for me, right, it, it tugs at my heartstrings. So. Well, thank no, you. It really, we, that's the power of our stories, right? right, right. When you share these stories, this is why I like having these conversations. Um, and, and, and you also, you know, when you've, you've got this other book, but if I recall, you have another book, right? That's correct. Latinx Business Success. Yes. Right? Latinx, Latinx Business business Success is, uh, original title was Evolution of uh, Latino Digital Intelligence. And uh, the editor at Wiley felt Latinx because of the inclusion and because of the intersectionality of who we are in terms of, you know, I, it's been reported that only 3% of our community accept the term Latinx. But for me, Carmen, I am really about inclusion. I'm about evolving. And, and it's not about you and I, it's about our future generations. Correct. And so if I ask my, my own kids or my nieces and nephews, do you like Latinx? And if they say yes, then I, I go with the future and because the future is now. And, uh, you know, in terms of you, you heard the statistic of uh, many um, Latinas in tech, it's below 2%. And I'm a father of three daughters. So I'm going to have my heartstring, you know, tugged by my daughters first right. before, before anything else. And, uh, okay. you know, they're Latinitas. So I, I feel that it's important for us to really be inclusive and unified. So Latinx Business Success is the new book that was released 18 months ago. Okay. And we'll talk about all of that where it's available or if you want to just tell us now. Yeah. Yeah. So for folks that are interested, they could go to Amazon and uh, order their book on Amazon. I, I am not about, you know, for the book, I'm not about profit. I'm about people having access to a book that really is going to inspire them. So Amazon is the cheapest route to uh, order my book. And I, I really believe I really believe that it's important for uh, folks to really um, read our stories. Because, Carmen, you mentioned about storytelling and stories. That is the most sustainable aspect of our of our lives is in terms of leadership is storytelling. Because, as you know, we have dichos, we have stories, we have uh, we have so many stories to share that. Uh, that we are billionaires in terms of storytelling. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> this is so wonderful. Thank you. You know, and uh, Frank, a little bird told me 
that you've been working on the new initiative this month. Can you share with us what that entails? How can people support you? Sure. Long term? Is it, you know, what, what is it? What have you been working on? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. I, I um, first started, as you had mentioned, the Silicon Valley Latino Leadership Summit in 2010. And every year um, prior to COVID, it was in May. And uh, post-COVID, it's in October. But now that it's in October, I felt that in May, the month of May, many folks in our community are perceived as being Mexican, right? No, we're not all Mexican. I'm Mexican. But, you know, uh, my wife's mom's from El Salvador. And, you know, exactly. yeah, yeah, right. And exactly. then, awesome. So, you know, South American. But the point is, is this, is in May, there's a negative perception of Latinos on Cinco de Mayo weekend, that everyone's going to go out and, and party and celebrate. It is a time of celebration, but the real Mexican independence is September 16th. Right. But that's not the point. The point is, is the perception and the narrative. And so what I wanted to do, just as I do as my uh, the founder of the Silicon Valley Latino Leadership Summit, is showcase and profile leaders in our community that happens to be in the month of May to uh, push for the month of May to be a national Latino Latina leadership month. Because leadership is something that I learned from Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard, I hear that leadership never dies. Leadership leads to legacy and legacy is passed on to our future generations. So if folks in our community could see the folks that I uh, showcase on a daily basis in the month of May, as you can see on my post, then they could uh, really believe that they could do it as well. Right. And I suspect that you want to continue doing this. Every yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not just the one time I am by. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And you know, it's 2023 and this is the first month of, uh, uh, that we're doing it in the month of May, as far as this initiative. And, you know, uh, next year in 2024, you know, I will have, uh, some more folks, you know, it's really, um, a blessing Carmen to have, um, thousands of, uh, Latino and Latina leaders in my network. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's I. That's exactly how I feel. Thank you, Frank, for that. And then um, I, I know we're on a time constraint here. So I just wanted to also touch base with you about what's this investors pitch competition all about? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, that was that. That was a couple of weeks ago for Angeles Investors. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> so Angeles Investors was founded in uh, Chicago by a gentleman who's a friend of mine, David, David Olavencia, Marcelo DeSantis, and Adela Cepeda. Adela is going to be an awardee at the summit this fall. But what they did, yes, during, during COVID, is they, um, they wanted to make sure that they would identify business entrepreneurs that, um, that don't have access to capital. In other words, that's identifying entrepreneurs. And then from identifying entrepreneurs is lead them to investors. And the group of um, start uh, founders have such a positive network, a large network of angel investors and venture capitalists that they felt that they would start on investors 
as a membership ecosystem. And so the Angeles are investors that become members. And when they become members, there are pitch competitions of small business entrepreneurs that, um, that are scalable, that have a return of investment, but they pitch to all of these members through on the analyst investors. And then the investor could say, you know what? I want to become part of this um, startup. And so the pitch competition is in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. And two weeks ago, it was here in the Silicon Valley at the Computer History Museum. And uh, one of their um, great uh, entrepreneurs is the founder of Canela TV, which is a streaming platform right. that really has um, done well yes. and potentially uh, a unicorn. Right. That's really exciting, Frank. I'm glad I asked the question because I might be ready soon. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're getting there. You know, the multiple projects that I'm involved in. But Davina is a startup, you know, and it is something that I really passionately believe on, like believe in, because it's something that for me, it's it's more than just the passion. It's the purpose. But it's inspired by my journey that I had while taking care of my mommy before before she passed. I'm and sorry. So, to hear, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, but she, you know, what I learned from her, and that was that was knowledge and wisdom passed down from my my abuelita. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the plant wisdom and using this in the, in a different way. Um, combining it with modern technology, bioresonance frequency, I think I'm onto something. So I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so, so Carmen, so your mom and abuelita are from El Salvador? Yes. So I'm 100%. Uh, both my parents were uh, were from El Salvador, but I was born. So I'm first generation San Franciscan. Okay. So, All yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. My wife is from San Francisco, the Mission District, and her mom, yeah. yeah. You never awesome. know. We might be related because El Salvador is a very small country. You'll you'll meet you'll meet my wife at the summit in in the okay. fall. Okay. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. So so what you have is something that is a product like um, Nopalera, right? Nopalera. Uh, yes, uh, I, I saw her on Shark Tank. It's yes. very similar, except my lane is hemp CBD. Wow. So um, you know. Oh. If you think about it, if you think about it, one of the reasons why I created my online course yeah. is because I talk about the history of yeah. hemp. Now, I, there's two plants. There's hemp and cannabis. Right, I right. stay in the hemp lane because I'm allergic to THC. So 20% right. of the population is actually allergic to THC. So how, how can I talk about something that I can't use myself? So right, I'm right. very specifically, very niched. But that is one of the things that I talk about in the course is, you know, it came through from Asia down through Africa and came up into the Americas from the southern part from South America. Wow. At one point, Frank, before we were so blasted with marketing that these plants are so evil, our cultures were the the way that I see it, the way that I the way that I've researched history and what I've learned, our cultures were the guardians of plant medicine in the Western world. How did we get so far away from that? Hmm. 
right? That, yeah. I mean, how did we get so far away that now pharmaceuticals lead, you know, pharmaceuticals lead the way to health, which we know they don't necessarily all the time. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a, Sorry. it's a huge conglomerate. It's uh, taking control. So, so, you know, anywhere from the natives, as you had mentioned to uh, our, our indigenous roots of uh, exactly. folks that uh, are the true medicine, women and men. So correct. Correct. So, yeah, so that's awesome. That thank you. That's it's, it's definitely a, a project that is, it's very important to me. For me, this is my legacy. So, so, you know, I've been following your podcasts and your, oh, uh, thank you. and I know that you do that and you uh, are, it sounds like a uh, big hearted in the entrepreneur space. This is great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's, um, it's, it's a lot, but when you follow your passion and your purpose, when those two are intertwined and I think there's, per, for me, I don't think anything is impossible. No, it's not. No, it's not. Exactly. Right. So, Frank, before I let you go, um, I have a couple of little more personal in-depth questions for you, if you don't mind. And, no. and it's sort of like that, you know, that concept of um, you can pass, right? If, if this is something you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer it. It's just a way for our viewers and our listeners to just get to know you a little bit better on a little more personal level. Um, so the first question I had for you is... What is your definition of joy? La laughter, you know, uh, having a, a sense of humor and uh, not uh, taking yourself too serious. I, I believe that, you know, it's important. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a comedian. True story. Oh, uh, I wanted to be a comedian and Eddie Murphy was my favorite comedian growing up. And, uh, and so was uh, Richard Pryor. And so I, I had, uh, and Cheech Marine, and, and I would rehearse, you know, their lines and, and make my friends laugh because I grew up, I grew up in a barrio where uh, there was a lot of gangs. And I think uh, the coping mechanism of, of life was laughter. Right. That's wonderful. And see, that's something that I never would have guessed if I hadn't asked yes. you. <laughs> But, but I did have an inkling because I did see that video where you're dancing at, it was at the Niner game. Yes. 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 <laughs> didn't that go, it, right. Didn't, didn't that go viral? It did. Yeah. It got over uh, 150,000 views. <laughs> there <you go>. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All Very right. Fair. How about, um, you know, there's been a lot of conversations, my, myself included, with different guests on this on this particular show, but there's been a lot of conversation about imposter syndrome. Sure. Did you yourself experience imposter syndrome at any point in life? You, you know, I love the, I love the question, and I have to uh, tribute this to my coach in soccer. Uh, his name was Jose. When I was in elementary school, I started uh, playing soccer. And one of the things that he, we had no idea what the word imposter meant, but he addressed us as a team, as a team. And uh, I never uh, felt like an imposter anywhere. I, I felt that because I started sports at an early age, that competitive spirit always was it within me, walking right. through any 
uh, corporate walls or any type of setting. I, I remember, uh, Carmen, I, I'll never forget, um, this white lady had asked me one time, um, I was going to meet this gentleman who had an MBA from Harvard. She's like, you must be intimidated. I said, no, I'm not intimidated at all. And so, so I think imposter happens when someone tries to invoke their um, fear in you. And I always uh, say that if you're part of a team early on, it really helps you establish identity. Right. I love that. Thank you. Because there is something really important in my opinion yeah. that we as the OGs, right? Yes. <laughs> we, can, we can share these stories because sometimes I feel like when, when someone comes up with a term mm -hmm. that is questionable, and this is my opinion and based on my experience. So when I hear things like this, I understand that people want to talk about it and then it's necessary to talk about it. But I also wonder who came up with the term, why did they come up with it? And shouldn't we destroy it just as fast as it came it, as it was born? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a word that makes me just... Uh, you know, cringe that I, I really don't like that term. And uh, another term that uh, that we need to demolish is illegal alien. You know, there's no aliens in this world. And uh, you just, uh, there's nothing illegal about a person trying to uh, work for their family. And so so I, I agree with you. There are certain terms that word matters. So it, it's important for us to demolish and diminish these words that uh, that aren't good for our youth. Correct. And I think by having these conversations, us OGs can contribute to That's that. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you and I are OGs, but the real OG is our friend Ed Vargas. So I was gonna give a <laughs> Oh my hey, gosh, he's gonna see this. He's gonna say, Hey, Ed, Ed, we love you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. oh, Frank, this has been such a wonderful. I'm so glad that we I mean, we fought hard to make this happen. We did. You know, we did. Crazy schedules, and but but we never gave up. And that's another mini lesson right here for everyone listening and watching. When you want to accomplish something, you don't give up. And sometimes right. there's a lot of obstacles that come in the way, like schedules. But we did it. Thank you so much, Frank. Before you go, um, what's the best way for our viewers and our listeners to connect with you? Um, and, and what is, what would you like to leave them with? What Frankism would you like to leave them with? Well, I like that Frankism. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I, I could be reached on LinkedIn, you know, by my spelling of my name right here, Frank Carbajal. And also I'm very accessible to my email. Frank at S tiempo E S T I E M P O is my business S tiempo. And, um, and the Frankism, uh, you know, I, I like the isms because isms is something that is so uh, important that we have to uh, do without racism. And so what I do in terms of isms is uh, we have to do without cannoli, uh, uh, colonize, you know, the colonization ism. That's right. where it's derived right. from. So in terms of isms, I would like to say we all look through the same prism. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that, Frank. Thank you. Thank Anything you. else? 
Anything and else? I, and I, I do want to leave the audience with this. Carmen, uh, you're such a gracious host and and uh, and lead by example. And you know what you had mentioned in terms of what I do as far as coaching and uh, and that's how I started my business and consulting. I have to say with your business, uh, there's no um, coincidence or or anything that uh, is magical about trying to create your last name, Milagro. Milagro is a miracle. And, you know, it's something that you had mentioned as far as uh, medicine and things that you you believe in terms of our people and the spirit of our people. So you have a great last name and, you know, you, you push forward with uh, uh, galvanizing our community. Thank you, Frank. That's so kind of you. I appreciate that. That, that means a lot because I look up to what you do and Ed and so many incredible leaders in our community. And I'm so fortunate to know so many of you. I can't wait to get to know other leaders because the stronger our network of positive change makers and positive change agents, there's nothing that we can't accomplish together. That's but we right. can't do it alone. That's right. I mean, that's the reality. So thank you again for your time. Um, you know, I feel like we should there's something here because I know, oh, we, I'm, I know you have to go, but we didn't talk about your podcast. You are reaching oh, out as well. I, you know, I'm glad you asked that, um, Carmen. I did have a podcast at the beginning of COVID and it went on for close to a year. And um, the person that was my uh, co-host, he had to get back into his office. So what I do for any of your listeners is I, and, you know, I am open to being a guest, so I, I don't have a podcast. So now I listen to yours. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very kind. All right, Frank, thank you. I know you've got to go. Thank you. This was just so fun. And this is why I love doing this. And I'm going to continue to do this as long as I can. But we should also talk. We should have lunch or something, because I think there's some things here that we could. Hmm, we could accelerate some things together, I think. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, Carmen. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, and you know, I know uh, with all your listeners, uh, the last thing I will say is today's uh, Motivation Monday, but make sure that every day is a, a motivator for you. Great. That's perfect. Two Frankisms then. <laughs> thank you, Frank. Adios. Adios. Thank you. Sorry, Frank, I just let you off there. Thank you everyone who tuned in today. Um, I hope that you got some chuckles and that you got some information and inspiration. And, you know, this is, again, this is why I try to do this as, as often as I can, at least twice a month with phenomenal guests like Frank Carvajal and others. We are trying to, through this platform, to just unify our collective joy, our collective knowledge, our collective wisdom, our collective compassion and empathy for one another. That's really it at the end of the day. If we can help you succeed because you heard one piece of advice and it's even if it's one person at a time, that is why this show exists. So I thank you all for tuning in. I thank you all for listening, for sharing, for liking. I will see you the next time. I'm Carmen Milagro, and this is From the Ground Up.